Good evening, and welcome to College Success for You. This is Professor Soriano, your host from Seton Hall University and Keene University. I hope you tune in every week and listen to some insightful commentary about the tips and tricks your mama never told you about college life. Good evening, and welcome to College Success for You. Some of your classes overwhelm you. You read the textbooks, but you don't seem to understand the content. You take notes and listen to your lectures, but nothing sticks. You try to rely on your old high school tactics, but even that doesn't work. You might be thinking it's time to drop the course or even drop out of school, thinking this course is too hard, college is too difficult, and it takes too much time and effort. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm not cut out for this. But don't despair because there are ways to put yourself back on track of success by readjusting your inner guidance system. And we're going to find out how to readjust our inner guidance system in this podcast tonight. Right now, there's a short commercial and we will return shortly. Welcome back to College Success for You, where you're going to learn some tips and tricks on how to succeed in college life, especially those that your mother never told you about. We're discussing how your inner bully bullies you. And that's the topic or the subtopic of how to recalculate your inner guidance system. We have talked about the inner critic, how the inner critic criticizes what we do or passes judgment on what we do. However, the inner bully or another part of our psyche really pushes us around. Um, Some psychologists call it the pusher, but I like to call it the inner bully because it acts like a bully. I said, you can't do this. You know, you stink. What do you think you're doing? So it's, it's, it's got an aggression behind it, you know, where the inner critic is critical and judgmental, but the bully is, is like, Oh, I could be downright mean is, is what I'm trying to get at. You know, it could really push you around like a bully. And that's why we gave it that name. Unfortunately, too many students think along these lines when they come to this crossroad. In other words, they take the inner bully at face value. I can't confront this thing. It's too big. It's too powerful. That's just the way I am. And again, I mentioned that in other podcasts. You know, people always think, well, that's just the way I am. Well, that's one part of the way you are. There are many other parts that are more advantageous to use. You know, we're a mix of the positive and negative. But we could use more of the positive and use less of the negative. Again, it comes down to an existential choice, but more on that later. Um, But first, you have to ask yourself, who is that voice telling me to give up? And where does it come from? You know, who is this guy? This inner bully guy? what's What's his deal? Why does that voice keep telling me to throw in the towel when I think I can't handle difficult situations? Well, first of all, all of us have that annoying voice, you know, that bully, whether we're male or female. And sometimes if I'm a male, I could have a female inner bully voice. And if I'm a female, I could have a male inner bully voice. Or it could be of the same gender. I mean, you know, there's no set standard or rule here. 
But let's turn the tables on that inner bully voice and consider that it's a normal part of our old brain or our childhood brain that seeks rescue when things go sour. So some of us even find ways to sabotage ourselves and unconsciously find ways of giving up. You know, so, you know, there's a tendency to give in to the inner bully because we think that um, it's more powerful than we are. But we, you, your true self, the totality of yourself has a lot more power than the inner bully. But who taught us that? Nobody. It certainly wasn't taught in school. It should be taught in school. And if I were a superintendent, I'd make it a requirement. But anyway, so again, we're back to that old adage. Well, that's just the way I am, you say to yourself. So over the years, the inner bully has grown so familiar that you really think it's your entire personality. This voice has infiltrated your ego to the point that the ego takes orders from it. It has now become the bully, the bully voice. <clears throat> and I've seen this happen in students. They just, they just can't drop that inner bully voice and they think it's theirs. And instead of making choices that are in their own best interests, they make choices that the bully wants them to make. Well, I'm going to drop this course. You know, I'm going to fail anyway. Or I'm just going to get an F. I'm not, I'm not going to even drop it. I'll take the course over again. I'm, you know, and then we do it in our personal lives too. Well, you know, that person didn't say hello to me, so I'm never going to talk to him or her again. You know, I, where is this, this, this stuff coming from? And is it in line with reality or is it just mind talk? Because you have to remember, you are not your mind. You, your, your true self, has a mind. All right? Your mind jumps around all over the place. But you, the true self, or the totality of yourself, you're a constant. You, you know, once you're into that observant ego or the observer, you see things the way they are. Your mind throws in all these interpretations <clears throat> and causes us to feel one way or the other. So in reality, that's not the way you are. And there is a well of potential of potential wired into you for dealing with stressful moments. You can counter the bully voice from the observer or the observant ego. The real voice of you. It's the voice behind all the other ones who observes without getting caught up in all the drama. And we all know people who like drama male or female, adult or child. So this is our internal guidance system. And by understanding it, you can recalculate your thoughts and feelings just like a GPS recalculates a new route when you go off track. So here's some uh, examples perhaps of some bully attacks. So here comes the bully, right? So how are we going to deal with him? Or her. The inner bully voice always seems to come around in your most vulnerable moments. Feeding your ego with statements such as, what's wrong with you? Everybody else understands the course. Are you stupid or something? Notice it's got an edge to it. You know, it's it's a downright beater-upper. Actually, it's, a, it's, it's in essence, it's a slacker because it doesn't want to do anything. All right. The more you allow the bully to rant on, the worse it gets. 
Even trying to argue or fight with the bully doesn't help because the bully just fights back. I mean, that's what he does. So if you try to argue with him and tell him he's wrong or she's wrong and you don't know what you're talking about, he'll fight back. Say, oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm the one who knows what's going on around here, not you. It can lash out at you and put you in the dumps. Maybe you should drop out of school and work at McDonald's. Or better yet, be a counter worker at Burger King. So you could wear that little gold paper crown. I mean, that's pretty insulting that the boy would come up with that, right? Maybe you should resort to prayer instead of studying. I mean, it could come up with all kinds of stuff. But all hope is not lost. And with a few simple methods, you can train yourself <clears throat> to stand up to the inner bully and knock its socks off. Because that's what really has to be done. However, the inner bully is a clever little bastard and will do anything to keep running the show. So you have to be aware of that. But know that you can run your own show. Take, for instance, the way it talks you out of seeking help when you're not doing well in a course. Every student has plenty of options for improving their performance. I mean, that's a proven fact on a college campus. Their counseling services or tutoring services. There are, I can't even mention all of them, but you have access to all of them. And what's ironic about it, if you don't use those, those resources, it's kind of a waste of your tuition because your tuition pays those people's salaries. So it's always advisable to go and talk to someone. There's psychological services, sociological services, mentorship services. You can even go online and Google for help in almost any subject, such as reading comprehension or improving your writing skills or study habits. Or visit YouTube for instructional videos. You could also uh, visit the Learning Center on your campus and, att and attain free tutoring services. So if you think you're not doing well in a course or if you think the course is too hard, you definitely have options. Or you, And one option is to keep listening to the bully who says, oh, you're a stupid idiot. You know, you're never going to pass this course anyway. So what's the point? That, that does become an option if you choose to listen to that, that voice. And if your parents are even up for it, uh, they can finance private tutoring for you. You can hire a private tutor and get one-on-one -on -one instruction. But this is where the bully starts to bully. It will discourage you to seek help because after all, seeking help takes effort and time. And the bully does not want to spend the time or the effort. And it influences the ego to not spend the time or the effort. The bully will tell you it's too hard, takes too long, and nothing good will come of it anyway. Right, and you, you know, you go along, you believe it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just the way I am. Yep. How the hell with it, you know. But if you're in your observant ego and you observe this bully and see what it's doing, then you don't have to get attached to it. You could say, wait a minute, that's the bully talking. That's not me talking. I know I need to get extra help in calculus. I don't really care what the bully says. I'm going to make this decision for myself. Notice how that kind of thinking, that self-reliance kind of thinking, changes the whole perspective on the bully's voice.
You've just separated you from the bully. No, the bully says X, Y, and Z. I say this. I say I'm going to get some help. No one likes me. No one will ever like me, right? Because you've been listening to the bully. <clears throat> I say not everyone's going to like me, and that's okay because I'm not going to like everyone either. I'm going to get along with people, but I'm not going to listen to the bully who says I can't get along with anybody or, or no one likes me. Again, I make, the, I make a distinction between the bully's voice and my real voice. That's called discernment. And in the spring semester, we have a podcast on learning how to discern. It's actually a Buddhist uh, concept, discerning what's true, discern discerning what's true from what's false, discerning what's right from what's wrong, discerning what's productive for us and what's unproductive for us. That's a skill in itself. And that has to be done with the observant ego. That's why I constantly re reinforce the idea of the observant ego in almost every podcast. So when the bully talks you out of all your methods of improvement, it really smacks you down with thoughts and feelings of defeat, such as dropping the course or dro even dropping out of college, you know. Or, you know, let's say in a personal situation. Oh, you know, Janet uh, didn't say hello to me this morning. She must think I'm an idiot. She's not going to go out with me again on another date. Yeah, why? Well, because your bully is telling you that. She's not going out with you on another date. Look at that. She just didn't say hi to you. See, you must be a loser or something. I mean, where is this coming from? I asked that question before. You know, this bully needs to be stopped. So, if you know how your bully attempts to defeat you, if you know how it operates, and you know its language, its tone, and its messages, you'll be well on your way to dethrone the bully. So, boys and girls, it's time to gather up your gear. It's uh, bully fighting time. The first step is to know and expect that disarming the inner, bu inner bully will take some time and effort and some persistence. You know, it's been there most of your life. It's just not going to go away because you want it to go away. You know, you just can't give it a slap and tell it to hit the road. But just this first step causes issues because your ego wants things done simply. After all, it's been influenced by the bully. So the ego wants the least amount of time and effort, right? Doesn't want to put in that much time. You know, I don't know. I'd rather be hanging out, hanging out at Dunkin' Donuts, drinking some iced coffee. Many of us shy away from this, and it's understandable because you've been listening to the ego-bully combination for such a long time. But not this time. No way, Jose. Ain't going to happen. So stand tall and set the intention to teach your inner bully a lesson he'll never forget. So here's where you have to set an intention. What is your intention to do with the inner bully? Now, don't say it's to knock it out completely because that's not going to happen. But a good intention would be, I'm going to learn how to deal with the inner bully. And I'm going to start taking my own advice. So that's my intention. 
and you want to set that in your mind, you want to repeat that to yourself. You should even write it on a, on a three by five card and carry it around with you or put it on your smartphone. You have to keep reminding yourself of this because the inner bully could be relentless. The inner bully will send out more messages to throw you off. Because remember, the bully wants to keep running the show. And he's also a lazy, a lazy dude who will resist change. You know, he's been around for a long time. He doesn't want to change. You know, he doesn't want you to take charge. He likes being in charge. But you're, or you're in charge of your own ship, so to speak. So the bottom line here is prepare yourself to apply effort, time, and persistence and set your intention to disarm the bully. Understand that you'll have to make adjustments to your internal guidance system along the way, for your energy will ebb and flow. Know when you lose energy or focus. The bully will come on strong. He or she will sense defeating you and lay on the criticism. So when that bully voice comes up, your first step is to remember your intention, slip into the observant ego state of mind, watch how it operates, watch what it says, and understand that it's not your true self. It's a part of your psyche that wants control, that wants to uh, be in charge. And, and in essence, it's, 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 how can I say that? It's not a bad thing because we all have these bullies, you know. Um, you know, we all want to do well. We all want to succeed. Uh, we all want to be liked. And when we were little, things didn't happen that way. You know, there were people who didn't like us. Uh, we failed at a, quite a few things. We succeeded at things too. But I'm just saying. Uh, so the bully's intention, as hard as this is to believe, the bully's intention is to protect you. It's saying, no, I, we don't want to change because this is how we dealt with life when we were when we were growing up. You know, we shied away from things that took too much time and effort or we didn't want to do things that were too hard. Um, because we failed at some things, you know, prior to, so we don't want to fail again, because if we fail again, then, you know, mom and dad are going to, uh, feel disappointed or they're going to yell at us. Um, our friends are going to laugh at us. So the bully's saying, you look, you know, just don't do anything. Just, just, just do what I tell you because, you know, I've got you out of these situations before. Yeah. When you were seven or eight years old, <laughs> but now you're 18, 19, 20. And if you don't harness this inner bully, it'll keep going. I mean, I'm much older than you guys. And it took me a long time to understand, you know, what this bully was and what he was up to. I mean, I always thought he was a punk, you know. And if I could pull him out of myself, I'd beat the crap out of him. Give him a little karate, tai chi uh, routine. But you can't do that because it's part of your psyche. All right. So he he or she is trying to help, but trying to help in a, in a very detrimental, unproductive way, you know, drop out of college, fail the course on purpose. <laughs> Don't study for this test because you're going to fail anyway. That's, that's not helping. It's, <laughs> it's actually hurting, but so you could stand up to this inner bully. 
Now, on other podcasts, we said that we could have conversations with these parts of ourselves. So in a quiet setting, you know, you get your breathing under control and get it down to normal, a normal pace. You could actually welcome the bully when it starts, you know, to beat on you. Oh, hello, Billy. Yeah, Billy. <laughs> Billy the bully. Hello, Billy the bully. I see that you're at it again. You're, you're putting me down. You're making me feel bad. But I'm glad that you're here because you must be warning me about something. And the bully might say something. Yeah, you've got that test coming up and you didn't study and you know you're going to fail it because you're an idiot. And you would say, well, okay, that's your point of view, inner bully. You know, that's what you always do. You always make me feel bad about a challenging situation. However, this time, I am going to study for the test and I am going to prepare myself regardless of what you tell me. And the bully says, no, you can't do that. I don't want you to do that. You know you're not going to follow through. Ah, but I have intention now, inner bully. I have the intention of taking charge of who I am. And I am going to study. I even made an appointment with myself to go see a tutor. And I wrote in my notepad that I have study time set up tomorrow at 4 o'clock in the afternoon in a quiet setting in the library. No way, the inner bully says. Oh, way, inner bully. Thanks for your advice, but I'll take it from here. Now, another technique, a uh, psychological technique, is to actually confront the inner bully in a more assertive way. For instance, if the bully is really bothering you, like, you know, he's not going away, you know, you could say something like, bully, shut the hell up and get out of here. You're not in charge. Now beat it. We'll talk later. No, we're going to talk now. I said, get out of here and go. That kind of approach also works. Now, obviously, you have to play around with this and you have to find out which approach works. And it's probably a combination of approaches, you know, depending on the situation. If you have to get aggressive, you get aggressive. If you have to negotiate, you negotiate. If you have to listen more to what the bully's saying before you put in your two cents, you do that. If you have to explain in detail what you want to do in a certain situation, you know, explain in detail as if the bully were a child and didn't understand exactly what you were saying and you had to uh, simplify your language, then you do that. So remain open to different, to different approaches of dealing with this bully because he doesn't or she doesn't have to be in charge. And as I said, some psychological schools call it the pusher. Uh, Freud would call it the superego. You will get this done because I say so and you'll get it done now. Oh, okay there, superego. Take it easy. All right. And... You know, we all have that super ego pusher bully part in us. And what happens after a while is the bully actually can become an asset in the sense that we all need to be pushed sometimes to get important things done. We all, as I said, nobody wants to fail. Nobody wants to be disliked. Um, so there are times when we have to get things done that we don't want to get done. And the bully could 
be an asset in the sense that, hey, you know, you got to you got to start moving on your project because it's due in, uh, let's say, five days and you're falling behind. But you but like by confronting the inner bully previous to its becoming what we call an ally, you have to placate it and work with it and know how it operates and then it starts, it actually, the paradox of all this is that the bully actually becomes a sort of helper. Because remember, his real task or her real task is to help us. It's just trying to help us in very childlike ways. So some spiritualists would call the bully um, a tyrant. And yet, a tyrant, something negative in us if negotiated with, if accepted, if, if taught to follow you, your true self can be transformed into an ally. And there'll be more on this in the spring semester. Um, it's a very important concept. Um, one of the things that I, I just want to read before we uh, depart for tonight is a Yaqui Indian from Mexico tells a young anthropologist student um, in a conversation they had about, about personal experience and personal history and about, you know, um, being more spontaneous by keeping yourself open, uh, keeping yourself uh, aware of different strategies that you could use. He said, you see, he went on, we only have two alternatives. We either take everything for sure and real or we don't. If we follow the first, we end up bored to death and ourselves, with ourselves and with the world. If we follow the second and erase personal history, or on my own words, create uh, our bullies or our negative parts of ourselves into allies, then we create a fog around ourselves, a very exciting and mysterious state in which nobody knows where the rabbit will pop out, not even ourselves. When nothing is for sure, we remain alert, perennial on our toes, he said. It is more exciting not to know which bush the rabbit is hiding behind than to behave as if we know everything. Well, your bully thinks it knows everything. So we have to be on the alert. We have to be able to take charge of ourselves, placate the bully, and, you know, in other podcasts, we talked about the inner critic. We have to do the same with that. And turn those negative energies into allies so that we can be more spontaneous and not be so sure of ourselves because nothing is for sure. And that's where the freedom comes in for you to make choices and recalculate your inner guidance system. Seek the help you need on campus or online, talk with others. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Why not? We are, you're a human being. I'm a human being. I'm much older than you. I ask for help all the time. Well, not all the time, but I ask for help quite often when I don't understand something, especially technology. And I'm fine with it. But my inner bully is, is, you know, it's an ally. And this could be done.
So again, what you need to do in the next few weeks is to prepare yourself for this important task of taking down your inner bully. In your notebook or smartphone, write down the phrases your bully throws at you. Become familiar with it, such as when it strikes, when it set, what it says, and most important, know how it makes you feel. Try and observe your inner bully. In other words, stand back from it. Don't fight it. Don't argue with it. Just recognize its presence for, for about a week. You know, anywhere from, say, three days to seven days. By doing so, you'll be greatly prepared for the steps of taking down your inner bully that will be discussed in detail in another podcast. We'll get more depth. We can't cover everything tonight. So by all means, be patient and observe. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been a pleasure. I hope you got a lot out of this podcast, and it's time to beat up the bully. So we'll see you next week. Be safe, definitely, in this atmosphere, and be cool. Thank you. Well, that about wraps it up for tonight. I hope you enjoyed listening to College Success for You. I'm your host, Professor John Soriano coming to you from Seton Hall University and Kane University. I hope to uh, see you all next week, or rather have you all tune in next week for another episode of some insightful commentary about college. Have a good evening. <laughs>